Hey, this is Greg Knapp. Welcome to the podcast. Coming up today, how to lead in business and how to parent your kids better in one minute. Then in part two, we'll have an interview with one of the authors of the new One Minute Manager, Ken Blanchard. Ready? Let's go. You know how you sometimes feel stuck? Like you're drifting through life, going through the motions? You know you were created for something more, that an average life just isn't enough for you. Then you're in the right place. Find your purpose. Live your passion. Let's go. Let me start with a couple quotes. First, from Gandhi. A sign of a good leader is not how many followers you have, but how many leaders you create. Man, in the world of social media and everybody looking for followers, that's a great quote, isn't it? And then from one of my all-time managing geniuses, Michael Scott, regional manager of Dunder Mifflin. Would I rather be feared or loved? Easy. Both. I want people to be afraid of how much they love me. Wait, what? He's a fictional character. I know, I know. Listen, we've all had bad bosses. And they aren't all fictional characters on The Office. They don't communicate well. We don't know what they expect from us. They yell, they insult. I've got the perfect gift for you to give them for their birthday or Christmas or whenever you can give them a gift. And maybe you have to give it anonymously, but here's what it is. It covers all these issues and more. The classic, the one minute manager, it has been redone for today's day and age. And it's now the new one minute manager. And it's by Ken Blanchard and Spencer Johnson. You need to get this for your boss. Now, it's written in a story format, so it's a quick, easy read. And there's three simple one-minute secrets on how to manage people. From the new minute manager, here's one of their quotes. It says, the best minute I spend is the one I invest in people. And it's all about how, look, if you build these people up correctly and you manage them correctly for you, they're going to be doing great work on their own, freeing you up to do other stuff. It's going to have a great workplace culture where everybody feels valued. Everybody feels like they're contributing. Nobody feels walked over. People actually want to show up and do their best for you and for the company. And that's pretty awesome, especially if you own the company. Now, the purpose of the new one-minute manager, it's to help these employees set goals, solve problems, and virtually manage themselves. And so you're encouraging the people you work with to be creative, encouraging them to use all the skills and intelligence that they bring to the table. It's not a top-down approach. It's not you just telling them what to do. Nobody likes that. Who likes to be told what to do all the time? So it's a super way to help and lead people to be more productive and enjoy their work more and be happier. And here's some of the things from the book. The three secrets. The first secret is one-minute goals. Straight from the book. There are three parts to managing people's performance. Planning, coaching, and evaluation. But in so many organizations, managers spend all their time in evaluation. And if people do have goals, they're usually set at the beginning of the year, and then they're filed away. So in the new one-minute manager... They say, no, you need to keep goals front and center so you can look at them continually to see if your behavior is matching your goal. And if it isn't, then you change it. Don't you love the one-year review, you know, end-of-year review, and you go in there and they tell you things that you did 10 months ago that were horrible? Like, dude, why didn't you tell me when I did it and we could work on this and I could get better at it? And they almost never give you any praise. It's really frustrating. And a lot of companies are totally doing away with these things. Now, it also matters who sets the goals and how they're set. 
man, I remember I was hired to this one station to come in and fix the ratings. The, the station was failing. It was a big market. The station was like ranked 51, 52, and my day part was crazy. And so the general manager comes in to set my bonus structure. And he said it in such a way that my ratings would have had to go up astronomically for me to get any bonus at all. I mean, everybody in the building knew there's no way that that was going to happen. I was not going to earn a bonus in the first quarter or the first year, maybe even ever, based on where this station had been and where that day part had been and what kind of support I was going to get to get where they wanted me to go. I mean, there was no collaboration with me on, hey, Greg, here's what we want to do. We want to get to X ratings and X amount of time, and here's how we're going to help you do that with advertising. No, none of that. No explanation on how the general manager expected me to take a show ranked 50th to the top 10 in the next three months. So those kind of goals don't inspire you, right? Certainly didn't inspire me. It demoralized me. Now, look, I still take pride on doing the best radio show I can possibly do. So I kept at it and worked very hard and we doubled the ratings on the station. But the way the general manager worked left a bad taste in my mouth. You ever had that? And then I also worked at a station where we looked at where we were, where we wanted to be, and then together we set up step-by-step goals on how we were going to get there. And we had, you know, smaller bonuses at the beginning ramping up along the way so that as the station made more money, I made more money. And, and they also laid out an advertising campaign that they would run for the station and for my particular show to help me get more listeners. So now... I was motivated even more. That's what they're talking about in the new one minute manager. So that's secret one. Then you move on to secret number two and they call them one minute praisings. Now here's what the co-author Spencer Johnson says about that. So look, the power behind the one minute praising is actually caring. And when you care about another person's well-being, then take the time to notice when they're doing something right and comment on it. People appreciate it. Now, you have to do it the right way. You may recall the compliment sandwich method, right? Praise, give a criticism, then a praise. Well, so many people know about that now that your praises are often ignored because they're just waiting for the criticism. What you need to do is give a real, specific praise about something the person actually did and explain why you liked what they did, and then encourage them to continue doing it or something else in a similar way, right? Back to Spencer Johnson, he says, the key is to be honest. Don't praise the flatter. Just take a moment to comment on something that they have done that you value, you know, specifically. The third secret is what they call one-minute redirects. Ken Blanchard again, he says the difference between a reprimand and redirection is whether a person is a learner or not. A reprimand is for when a person knows better than what they're doing. A redirect is for a person who is a learner. And today, with the constant need for skill development, everyone is a learner. You know, don't you love it when you do something wrong and then you get reprimanded for it? I mean, you already know you did it wrong. You didn't mean to do it. You want to do better. And now somebody's coming down on you. Oh, yeah, I just love it when that happens. I had a JV basketball coach, and he would yell at you every time you made a mistake. You know, if you traveled or it was a bad pass or you missed a shot, 
it was yelling at you, yelling at you. Or if you did something really stupid, like you threw it to the opposite team, he went nuts. Now, I understand it's frustrating being a coach, but here's the thing. You know when you make a mistake. And screaming at somebody for that doesn't make them not want to make another mistake. It makes them afraid of doing anything. And that's what happened to our team. We were all so scared of doing something wrong, we played really tight. And in basketball or any sport, you play tight. You're not doing your best. You're not playing creatively. You're, you're playing not to lose, not to win. And the same thing happens in your business. Now, my varsity coach was totally different. My varsity coach would actually coach you when you did something wrong. You know, so you'd get better. Like, Greg, when you were driving into the lane and you thought you were going to shoot and then at the last second you realized that wasn't going to work and you tried to pass it to somebody and there was nobody open, yeah, you got to know what you're going to do with the ball before you pick up your dribble. Work on keeping that option open. You know, that helps me. Don't misunderstand. My varsity coach would scream and yell too, but really only if he kept doing the same thing wrong over and over. On to part two. Hey, because you listen to the podcast, I want to give you my book, Go, for free. Just go to gregorybnapp.com slash go free. It's in the show notes as well, gregorybnapp.com slash go free. I'm joined now by Ken Blanchard, PhD. He's the chief spiritual officer of the Ken Blanchard Companies, and he is a speaker, business consultant, and he's written Raving Fans, Gung Ho, Well Done, and he's a co-author of the new One Minute Manager. He writes it along with Spencer Johnson, and he's joining us now on the program. Ken, how are you this afternoon? I'm doing great. I couldn't be any better. Well, we appreciate your time. I, I read this, and I'm telling you, for everybody listening, this new One Minute Manager, it's a real easy, fast read. It's written in a parable format instead of a dry format. It's a guy who goes in and tries to figure out how does this new One Minute Manager work, and it's really cool, Ken, in the fact that I love how it's about teaching people how to manage themselves. A good manager is helping these people manage themselves. He's not up there saying, you do this, you do that, and letting people uh, engage with their creativity and their intelligence in the workplace. I love that. Yes, and I think that's an important difference. You know, the our original One Minute Manager came out in 1982, and we really hadn't rewritten it in all those years. But uh, when they were asking us to work on an ebook, they said, you might want to look at the book and see if you want to make any changes. And some of the things that changed is, number one, technology. And he was always on his intercom system. And, of course, we don't have that anymore. And people working for him were all gathered around him. He wasn't dealing with people on uh, off-site. And the thing that you're talking about was really different is that back in the 80s, leadership was much more command and control the one minute manager was setting the goals and the one minute manager was deciding who to praise and who who uh, to reprimand and all. It didn't have that whole concept of that the main job of a, of a leader today, as far as what people want, is side-by-side leadership, partnership leadership, where you actually help me, help myself become a self a performer, you know, somebody who can take initiative and take responsibility and all. So I'm glad you picked that up because it's an important uh, part of this book and, and and I think new in the last decade or so. I do too. And I, and I also love how uh, even if you're not a manager at work, you're probably managing someone. 
you're managing yourself, you're managing your children, maybe you're in a management position in a group that you're in or in a church thing that you're heading up, and everybody can take this kind of management book and use it in their daily lives. I mean, I'm already trying to do it more with my daughters, you know, because you want to raise somebody who can manage themselves. So I think that's really cool. Let, Absolutely. Let's yeah. get to the goal thing first, okay? Um, yeah. You you have one-minute goals that the one-minute manager helps the employee come up with, but they're really coming up with their own. Explain how this whole one-minute goal thing works. Well, the important thing is, uh, you know, all good performance starts with clear goals. If people don't have a sense of what they are trying to accomplish and what good behavior looks like, there's very little chance that they're going to get there. And, and I think this is true individually. It's good true with a manager working with, with people. Uh, you got to start off by having clear goals so everybody knows where you're going. And the goal's got to be observable and manageable. You know, Peter Drucker years ago said, if you can't measure something, you can't manage it, whether you're managing yourself or managing other people. So one-minute goal starts the whole process off on saying, here's what we're trying to accomplish, here's what good behavior uh, looks like. Yeah, and it keeps you focused so that if you're starting to drift every morning, you look at this and go, whoa, i got to get back on track. And I think that's really cool. And you're invested in these goals as the employee because you helped write them. I think that's great. And, you know, as as the famous Yogi Berra used to say, you you got to be careful. If you if you don't know where you're going, you might just end up there. So you, right. you got to figure that out. The thing, too, uh, Greg, is that you don't want to set too many goals. We what we really believe in throughout is the 80-20 rule, is that 80% of the performance you want will come from 20% of the things that you focus on. And so no more than three to five key goals that will make the biggest difference because if you got too many goals, you don't even know where to start in a given day. Absolutely. I find that in my life sometimes. You know, uh, the man who chases two rabbits catches neither uh, happens right. quite a bit. <laughs> Uh, we're talking with Ken Blanchard here, co-writer of the new One Minute Manager. And let's get to these praisings, you know, because most people, most people almost never get praised at work, even if they're doing good work. It's just expected kind of thing. And and so there's a lot of research I know that says it, it helps the employee, it helps the company, it helps productivity. When people get real praise, we're not talking about empty praise here. Your One yes. Minute Praisings, how do these work? People have asked me, Ken, if I took away everything you've taught for the last 40 years, but one thing, what would you hold on to? And I think it's the second secret one-minute praising because, you know, who needs encouragement? You know, every human being that breathes really uh, needs in- encouragement. And a one-minute praising, though, isn't just walking around. I have one manager that uh, around holiday season, he go around, shake everybody's hands, thanks for your effort, appreciate everything. And one year he got sick and couldn't make his rounds and, so one of the employees got a, a paper bag and put it over his head, punched some holes in it, and put his picture on it, went around, thanks for your effort, appreciate everything. And everybody laughed because it had no meaning. Right. So if you're going to praise people, uh, it's important that you know what they've done. That's why goals need to be observable and measurable. And so what you want to do is praise progress and be very specific. You know, here's what I noticed about uh, about your performance. It's really going in the direction we we want. Or I read that report. Uh, that you wrote the other day. And boy, that conclusion was really powerful. It really uh, knocked the socks right off of it. So they people know that you know what they're doing. And so it's just not faint play uh, praise. It's very specific. I think that's so important. I, I, I know 
There are a lot of people that probably think their boss never even reads their reports. So if they can pull something out of that and they go, whoa, he really read that and he liked yeah, it, that it's, means it's, something. You know, that really does. I get you. Uh, sure, it really, it really is, makes, it, makes it powerful. You know, and it's good also to tell them how it makes you feel, which is, you know, your good performance impacted me, meaning, God, I'm really, really proud or I really, God, it really just relieved me of any kind of worry because you got it under control. Yeah, that's good. Ken Blanchard <laughs> with me here, the new one minute manager. And the the last big secret here is the redirect. And we still have managers out there. I know because I've worked for some of these guys and they don't know how to redirect somebody to get back on track. Instead, they either yell or they insult or they wait till there's so many problems that it's this huge explosion or they wait till your performance review tell you things you didn't even know were wrong and then and there's no way you can fix it before you get fired so obviously those are all the wrong ways you've yes, got this and, one and, minute redirect how does this work and we changed that from the uh, original book it used to be called the one minute reprimand which was much more parental and the redirect is that you know greg if i'm working with you i might come to you and say greg you know i was just looking at uh, at the numbers and if they're not going in the direction i think they ought to go what do you what do you think? Are you seeing the same thing that I am? So it's you know you're you're giving them an observation, but you're also saying you know are we seeing the same thing? And if they agree, then your question is okay. What can I do to help to get you back on track? One of the most popular techniques is what I call seagull management. You know you're not around until people make a mistake, and then you fly and make a lot of noise, dump on everybody, and fly out. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not very, very no, motivating. That's not good. Where the redirect is not like that. It, but it's you. You know enough to go. Uh, what's going on to know it's not going in the direction you both had planned when you were doing goal setting. And so you're saying, here's my observation. Is it consistent with yours? And then how do we get it on track? What can I do to help? Yeah, and and also like how you get into. Hey, listen, I know you're better than what's going on right now. And uh, maybe there's a mistake, whatever. We can fix this. We can start it over. Let's get going. And it's a, a much more uplifting way. But you still, you're not sugarcoating it. You're not telling them, oh, don't worry. Everything's perfect. But you're doing it in a way to support them and help them get back on track. Yes. And because, you know, I'm a firm believer in in uh, that your main job as a manager is you're working for your people. They're not working for you. What can you do? make a difference out there rather than walking around with a stern look and your arms crossed thing you can catch doing things wrong and a lot of these companies are mmas have these normal distribution curve uh performance reviews you know and i'll say to the people you know how many of you go out and hire some losers you know we lost some of our worst people last year we got to hire some new ones to fill the low slots you know <laughs> so you either go and hire winners you maybe you know, steal from other companies or people you think have the potential to be winners and it's your job to help them win. And so it's all about what can we do so you win and I win and the company wins. It's a triple bottom line. Good stuff. Ken Blanchard, the new One Minute Manager. You can find it online at newoneminutemanager.com. You can also, of course, find it in the bookstores, amazon.com. Before I let you run, Ken, real quick, you I know you do consulting all over the place. Give me a couple names of companies that you think are doing things the right way, because we hear so much about the wrong way. I've worked with a, 
number of companies that do it the right way, and it's so interesting. I'm working, thinking about a book going, duh, why isn't common sense common practice? But I wrote a book with Colleen Barrett, president of Southwest Airlines, and there's no question about why they're continually the leading airline in terms of, of being profitable and all. Uh, you know, I've I've worked with Chick-fil-A. You know, there's no reason why they're not outproducing everybody in quick service and Nordstrom's and in uh, uh, retail, Wegmans in the grocery uh, business, Disney in, in the entertainment business. They're, those are all examples of companies I've worked with in the past and also really believe in this whole kind of thing. Their whole organization is set up to catch people doing things right and to cheer people on. Uh, but they all have really clear goals and expectations, too. Great stuff. Ken Blanchard, the new one-minute manager. Hey, we really appreciate you being with us, and we wish you all the best with the book. All right. Thank you, and take care of yourself. You know, I'm already using these secrets in parenting my kids, and the response I get from my daughters when I find real reasons to praise them, and I'm specific with it, is amazing. I mean, it only takes a minute, and it always makes them more receptive to me when there's a need for me to redirect their behavior. I love what Jim Valvano said. My father gave me the greatest gift anyone could give another person. He believed in me. Give it a try. See how it can change your life. The people you love, the people you work with. When you think about it, we all manage somebody and we can all get better at it. Hey, because you listen to the podcast, I want to give you my book, Go, for free. Just go to gregorybnapp.com slash go free. It's in the show notes as well, gregorybnapp.com slash go free. Hey, how can I help you? What questions can I answer for you? You can email me that, greg at gregorybnap.com, and that link is in the show notes too. Or you can make a voice memo with your phone and email that to me. Then I can actually put your voice in the podcast. That's awesome. And please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast and tell your friend about it. Thanks for being a part of building this thing with me. Let's go.